Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody. So I've never done this before. Um, I'm here in my studio. Uh, I happen to have a camera here that uh, I'm using for some work projects for my day job. So uh, I thought that since there's this weird gap with the Halloween special, I'd do something a little different and uh, a little bit of a a personal video, or uh, if you're listening on the podcast, kind of an update for all of you. Um, I've made a list of kind of some... Frequently asked questions, if you will, some some comments that I get regularly or things that people wonder about. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of those, kind of interview myself, I guess. And uh, we'll just uh, put this out as the Thursday episode before the Halloween special starts. Uh, the reason I'm not doing a normal episode this week is because the Halloween special always ends on Halloween. That's kind of the, the fun, is that uh, midnight on Halloween, you get the conclusion of that story. The way Halloween worked this year with the dates, um, that for the, the special to end on Halloween, that meant it had to start on Friday. Um, so I could have either done a normal episode on Thursday with a full story and everything, and then immediately after that would have the Halloween special. And I know not everybody listens every single day, so I didn't want to leave people with uh, a full episode and then five episodes you know, following that. Um, I also didn't want to kind of, you know, put that on myself, to be honest. Um, it's a lot of work to produce an episode. So to have one kind of get, uh, overshadowed, I guess, by the Halloween special wasn't really something I wanted to do. And my original idea for this week, um, was something I still wish I could have done, but, uh, I'll just tell you what happened. So I wanted to narrate, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's The Black Cat. I wanted to do a uh, narration of someone else's story. That's not something I usually do. It's not something I've ever done before, actually. I've, I've never narrated somebody else's work. I wanted to do uh, Edgar Allan Poe because he's pretty influential on me. Uh, the Black Cat is, is such a great story for, for this time of year. It's, you know, spooky. It's got all those great Halloween elements. Um, so I sat down last night, actually, to record it and figured out that I uh, I could not do it. <laughs> I, I tried for about an hour and uh, I didn't even get through the second page. Um, just the older style of writing, I can, I can read it, I love to read it, it's so rich, but to read it and narrate it at the same time uh, was, was too much for me, at least, at least at short notice. If I'd had time to practice and all that, I'm sure eventually I could have pulled it off. Uh, never say never, right? But for something like this, um, it was just too much, too much for me. So sorry, uh, there's plenty of great narrators who have done 
all of Poe's story. You can find them, I'm sure. They'll do a much better job than I could. Um, I really just didn't want to leave you dry. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. People think that I'm like primarily a narrator. I think it's because YouTube and there's so many different podcasts and stuff like that where there are so many horror narrators. There's all these creepy pasta narrators and people. Um, and I don't mean any disrespect to them by anything I'm about to say. I, I you know, credit where it's due. Um, they, they still entertain. Uh, I am primarily a writer. That's my number one thing. That's how I got into this. It's what I've always wanted to do was, was write the stories. Narrating is, to be completely honest, it is just a vehicle to get the stories out. Um, you know, I, it's not something I ever really considered doing before I had stories of my own. Um, I'm glad that people seem to enjoy my narration. That actually surprised me. Uh, I kind of worried that my narration would be the weak point that would kind of cripple the podcast and make it so that um, it wasn't as, as popular as it could be or people just didn't want to listen to it. Um, but fortunately, people seem to enjoy what I do uh, with that. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that because uh, very easily could have gone the other way if people hated my voice and didn't like what I did. Okay, sorry, I got interrupted by a call from my wife. That's okay, I was probably rambling. Uh, long story short, you know, I'm <laughs> primarily a writer. Uh, glad that people don't mind my narration. Um, but you know, all that to say, I, I, I just couldn't do the Poe justice. I, I, I couldn't do the story justice, so I'm doing this instead. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, why I, I started the podcast um, in kind of in a roundabout way, you know, a lot of them ask, about the name, the Warning Woods, what that means. Um, to be completely honest with you, uh, if I were to name the podcast today, I probably wouldn't call it that. I had a little bit of a different vision when I started than uh, what it's become. Um, but basically the idea came after I wrote my, my first book, The Collins House, uh, which I have behind me over here since I'm doing a video. Um, so I, I wrote that book and I, that was really just a pandemic project. It wasn't something I was gonna do more of, but I enjoyed it so much I wanted to practice and I decided I should write short stories in order to practice. Um, and like I said, it was during the pandemic. There wasn't a lot to do. I wasn't going out very much except for just around my house. I happened to live about a block away from, from a small um, wooded area. And so I would walk down in there uh, it was kind of this time of year, if I remember right. I remember the weather kind of feeling like this. It might have actually been on the other side of winter, but just, you know, trees were bare. It was cold. It was gray. And I, you know, that's kind of how I got these ideas for, for the first few stories. Um, one of those first ideas actually was for a story called The Owl, which uh, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, tomorrow you will get to hear the first episode of that story. Um, the Owl is one of my, my very first ideas that I've been holding on to for a while and just decided this year to, to make the Halloween special. But anyway, um, that's how that's how things got started was just me wanting practice writing, me having these ideas as I went on these walks and wanting to turn them into something. Um, I decided to release them as a podcast rather than in print just because it seems like um, there are other people that do this, that write their own stories and, and narrate them. There certainly are uh, some good ones, some very good ones. But 
not as many as there are in, in other mediums. You know, it's not like when you go to the bookstore and there's who knows how many authors writing short stories and things like that. Um, and then you also run into things like, you know, I needed to would need to find someone to publish it or if I wanted to self-publish it, I'd have to market it, um, which I'm not not good at just because I don't really want to. I'm not much of a self promoter, unfortunately. Um, but I, you know, basically I, there were, there were so many steps to publishing a printed version of the stories where I just wanted to be able to put them out kind of as they came. I didn't want to have to linger on, on stories too long. Once they were done, I just wanted to share them. Uh, early on, if you listen to some of my early stories, I think I had too much of that attitude. I didn't even edit them. I would, uh, if you're a writer, everybody's, cringing right now. I would write a story and right after I, I wrote the last word, I would record it and I would publish it. Um, I think that shows in some of those early stories. I probably need to revisit some of those, some of the ideas that I still like uh, and try to maybe revise those a little bit because somewhere, somewhere down the road, I realized that I needed a second, third, fourth draft sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the story of how, how the podcast got started. I told myself that if it wasn't successful and by that, I just mean had, you know, hadn't garnered an audience, wasn't making any money, um, in three years, I gave myself three years. I said it, you know, I would stop here. We are about two and a half years in and, uh, it's, we're way farther ahead than I, than I thought. I never would have thought that two years in I'd have over 10,000 people listening. That's just on the podcast alone. That doesn't count YouTube. Um, so that's pretty incredible. I'm, I'm very happy with where things are going, um, where they seem to be headed. I'm actually recording this a little bit in advance, so I'm not sure what, uh, what the audience will look like right around Halloween, but if it's like previous years, um, there's always a big spike. So if you are a new listener and for some reason you're listening to this episode, um, welcome. Thanks for checking out the warning woods. Um, you know, check out some, uh, some of my older stories get caught up. You know, it's, it's kind of fun that each story is its own thing. You don't really have to like follow a certain series or anything like that. You don't have to catch up, but if you want to binge, um, I feel like this has been a good year for stories. Anyway, uh, I am getting off topic. Like I said, I, I don't usually do this. Um, just ramble by myself in here. So apologies if I get off topic here. Um, let me go to my phone here where I've got a few other little prompts. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that I write my own stories. Uh, I'm actually surprised how frequently I get an email or a comment or a review or something like that where someone is, is either surprised to learn that I've written my own stories or doesn't seem to understand that, that I write them. Um, like I've already said a bunch of different times, like I primarily, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, I just, I, I have ideas all the time. They don't really come from anywhere specific. They just kind of hit me whenever, uh, maybe it's a certain state of t state of mind or I'm watching something. And, uh, you know, a lot of times what happens is if I'll be, I'll be watching or reading something and the plot go, I think I know which way it's going and it takes a different turn. And my brain is wondering what would have happened if it followed the path that I was thinking it was going to. And that'll turn into a story. Um, things like that. So yeah, I, I do write all my own stories. Um, I've, I've never, like I said, narr never narrated somebody else's. Um, and the, the music also, uh, people have asked me about that. So 
stories before I want to say like June or July this year episodes, uh, those most of them should be all me, the, the music. Um, I wrote and, and recorded all of it. Um, I've, I've been a musician much longer than I've been a writer. So, you know, I've been doing all the sound beds and things like that. Um, and then, you know, as soon as the podcast started making some money and actually being profitable, uh, one of the first things I invested in was I got uh, a bunch of sound libraries from this company, Ghost Hack who I would highly recommend if you need a post-production of any sort. Um, I've got, you know, all kinds of like impacts and sound effects and things like that, as well as the drones and the ambiences and, and that sort of thing. Um, so you'll notice uh, particularly, you know, in the last few episodes, I think I think have had a lot of that stuff. Um, the Halloween special, though, that was actually the main thing that kind of inspired me to, to purchase these sound libraries because I didn't want five episodes in a row they're all full length. I mean, they're all, I, don't, I think only one of them is under 30 minutes. Um, I didn't want to have all those in a row have the same music throughout the whole thing because that would just get, I think, really annoying for people. I, I think that would get a little monotonous. So uh, I spent some money and, and got these new sound libraries from Ghost Hack. They're pretty incredible. Um, so I've been using those primarily. Um, I've been using them for a couple months now. And I don't think I'm at any risk of using everything uh, or running out of, of stuff to do um, with that. So, yeah, so what you're going to hear now going forward is going to be a mixture of stuff that I compose and uh, this stuff from, from Ghost Hack. Um, so shout out to Ghost Hack. You know, definitely check that out if uh, you've got, you know, anything you need post-production for. Um and then, uh, you know, people ask me, it usually comes in the form of the comment, you should write a book. I get that one a lot. Because uh, again, I'm not good at self-promotion. Uh, I'm not good at marketing my own stuff. Um, I have two books, uh, soon to be three, if you want to count the paperback version of um, The Owl, which is available uh, starting tomorrow for order on Amazon. I'll talk about that more in a, in a minute here. Um, yeah, I've got two books. Uh, this is my first one. This is uh, the hardcover edition. Um, this is the Collins House. Uh, this is the, the book that started it all. Um, I hadn't written anything creative, I don't think, since high school before uh, the pandemic. And um, I just recently had a kid. Uh, like I mentioned, I've you know, been a musician for a while. My main creative outlet was playing guitar. Um, if you have children or have been around children who are young and you know they sleep a lot um can't crank up an amp and play a, a guitar all the time like i i used to so um that's kind of you know i needed a different creative outlet i had this uh experience from my childhood living in a farmhouse in rural iowa in collins iowa um that i just you know was kind of thinking about and decided i could turn into a, a story so the Collins House is a highly fictionalized version of uh, a story from um, my my youth, and uh, I've, people who've who've read it seem to enjoy it. So check that out if if you like my stories and you want to know what my early work was like. Um, that was you know before any story from the Warning Woods, and I did edit it. Don't worry, that one I I, I knew well enough to edit a book. Um, this is my second novel. 
This is Mr. Secrets. The cover does not show up very well on, on camera. Um, not a lot of contrast on there, but yeah, Mr. Secrets. Uh, that's just a fully fictional novel that uh, I wrote last year and, and published last year. Um, it's about a, a group of very, very diverse group of people who all for one reason or another end up at this open house um, and the they essentially become trapped together and they have to work together and kind of figure out what is trapping them and why um, it ties into all of their their pasts. Uh, it was a fun one, fun one to work on. Um, I actually got my my brother involved on that one, and he edited it for me and, and showed me some um, things that needed to be improved and things. So I'm, I'm very happy with the the final result of of Mr. Secrets. So check that one out as well. And while you're oh, and they're both available on Amazon. Um, I self publish my my books through Amazon. Um, it's just a way to you know again taking those those steps out uh, of publishing and everything just to do it all myself. So those are available in uh, paperback, hardcover, ebook, audiobook, um, all through Amazon. You can get them there. I believe you can also get the audiobook on iTunes or whatever Apple calls that now. Um, and while you're on Amazon, if you're checking those out, uh, you'll notice that I also have available now, um, or actually, no, it'll be tomorrow, um, a paperback version of this year's Halloween special, The Owl. So if you uh, enjoy reading stories rather than listening to them, or you would like to just have a hard copy of it, um, you can check out The Owl in paperback. Um, it's word for word the story that you're going to hear on the podcast, um, just in a, a paperback version. So, you know, check that out if you uh, so desire. Um, with that, I guess that's really all I have. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to my podcast, and, and especially if you are one of those frequent commenters um, on YouTube or on Instagram, wherever you, you get in touch with me. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, um, you can email thewarningwoods at gmail.com. Um, there's also a contact form on uh, my website, um, thewarningwoods.com. Yeah, that, will, that will send an email to me. Um, Instagram at the warning woods comment, send me a, a message. Um, you know, fortunately I don't have so many comments and messages bombarding me. Uh, we'll say yet that, uh, I can't get back to everybody. I, I, I think I get back to almost everybody. I, I do my best to get back to every single person. Um, at least if you send me a, a direct message, if you comment, there's a chance I'll miss it. But if you send me a message, uh, directly on Instagram, I will definitely get back to you. Um, and that goes for email as well. If you send me an email at uh, thewarningwoods at gmail.com, I will, I will get back to you. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. Uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, feel free to do that too. Uh, YouTube is, it's the same show every week, but what I love is that like, it gives me a chance to actually interact with people. You can comment on a YouTube video or you can't really do that with a podcast. Um, so I have a lot of interactions with people on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this video, obviously you, you know that, but if you're listening on the podcast, um, this is, you know, I'm doing a video right now. So check out my channel and, uh, subscribe to that. It, uh, it really helps me out. Um, YouTube channel recently got monetized and that's been great. So, uh, looking forward to that momentum keeping up. 
you know, honestly, I don't really know how to end this, so uh, I'll just say goodbye and thank you and happy Halloween. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.